Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello to our fellow royal lovers and welcome to Royally Us. I'm Christina, that's Molly. Molly, welcome to another week of royal royal news, interviews, and a lot more. They are keeping us on our toes this week, for they, sure. They really are. But before we get started, we have a little Royally Us announcement. Um, I'm so sad to say, but this week is our last week that Molly is going to be our co-host. Molly, I'm so sad. I know. I am really sad, too. But I have to, you know, take some time to focus on my podcast, mm-hmm. uh, which is called Space Trash, uh, if anyone wants to follow me over there. But, yeah, it's really sad. This is going to be my last time recapping all the news with you i know i know but we've had we've had quite the run it's been what a year and a half and it has been an absolute pleasure every single step of the way so i wish you nothing but luck with the podcast and you definitely have to come back and lend us your royal expertise oh i definitely will i remember the first time i was a guest on this show it Mm -hmm. was to talk about uh kristen stewart playing princess diana so you know it's such a crazy journey that we've been on together and i am available anytime you need definitely royal fashion or anything definitely i love that that's you know and, and now the um princess uh Diana's Kristen Stewart movie is about to come out. So it's kind of like a full circle moment. <laughs> no, it's almost like we were in the movie. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, we wish you nothing but the best. And thank you so much for everything that you've done for the show. Uh, you're going to be greatly missed. Thank you, Christina. Thank you so much for having me for so long. It's been so much fun. And yeah, I am going to really miss miss you so Definitely. much. I'm going to miss you too. And I know all of our Royal viewers are going to miss you as well. And of course they had a lot of stuff to say about last week's show. So let's dive right into it. Kicking it off with Tracy who says, I believe most of the British public will never accept Harry back after what he's done to the, to their queen and country. So he's better off staying, staying with Megan. I feel like that's kind of true. I think the British public uh, really have a sour taste in their mouth when it comes to Prince Harry. Yeah, it seems like the majority feel that way, but you do mm-hmm. still get some people saying good for them. You do. Yeah. No, no, I'm sure. I'm sure there's definitely a mix of opinions. Moving on to A. Canson says, I think Prince William was very smart to include celebrities because they were talking to a younger audience. This actually got a lot of people talking last week when we said that the royal family is the most famous, uh, one of the most famous people in the world or uh, you know, one of the most famous families in the world. A lot of people are like, they're not celebrities. They're not famous, but they are well known. <laughs> I know. I don't get it. What is the negative connotation of celebrity? I don't understand. It just means a celebrated, well-known person. And if the Royals aren't that, then who is very, very true. And you know, and I agree with uh, that person that said that it was good that Prince William got celebrities involved because more, they have more outreach and his message is getting spread to a wider audience. So hey, it's just yeah. a smart PR decision. It's totally. Great. 
All right. Next, next one goes to Lil Fex says, I think Harry and Meghan didn't show up to the event because they don't want the gossip from UK people about the fight. While the attention should be on the Diana event. This, of course, was um, in response to Prince Harry opting not to attend the Princess Diana event, which was to thank all the donors for the statue. Makes a good point. Not sure if that's 100 percent true. I think that's maybe why Megan kind of takes the backseat sometimes, um, because then it's all about Megan. But I don't know. Maybe it's just he didn't feel the need to, to hop across the pond um, for just a one night event. Yeah, it's interesting whenever this argument comes up that their presence takes attention off of things because mm-hmm. it's sort of true every time they go anywhere. Right. Like it's like, yes, it brings attention to the event to the event and it also diverts attention to them. So it's sort of like a double edged sword every time. So it is an interesting argument. Definitely. Say. All right. Well, let's move on to our royal roundup and kick it off with a health update on Queen Elizabeth. Now, the 95 year old did return to royal duty this week, six days after spending the night in the hospital and based on the photos. She looks fantastic. She did uh, two uh, virtual events from Windsor Castle and seems to be in good spirits. Yeah, she looks great. So at Windsor Castle, she was virtually welcoming some newly appointed ambassadors to the UK. Uh, I think the the palace is trying to send the message that it's business as usual after a little bit of a health scare. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of interesting that uh, the, the hospital stay was not announced until a British tabloid, the sun sort of drags it out of the palace spokespeople. So I don't know. What do you make of that? That is interesting. I guess maybe they don't want to sound the alarm if it wasn't that big of a deal. Maybe she just had to, you know, I have no idea. I don't want to speculate at all, but you know, maybe she was just feeling a little under the weather and they just wanted to take some precautions and maybe they just felt it wasn't a big deal and were kind of hoping that it would just go away. But yes, it is interesting that they had to, uh, to verify the, the report once it came out from the tabloids. All right, well, let's move on to Prince William because he reportedly gave his brother, Prince Harry, a shout out during a speech at the recent event honoring his mother, Princess Diana. Many are saying, oh, maybe this is uh, a sign that the rift is, um, you know, mellowing out. But I don't know about that. (laughs) I know it was a pretty tepid. (laughs) All he really said was William made a brilliant. They said William made a brilliant speech saying thank you from him and Harry and how happy they both were with the statue. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's, I guess it's a, a, a small shout out. <laughs> yeah, but it's literally saying his name. I mean, it's kind of sad that that's the, where the bar is right now. Right, seriously. But it seems like you know it was a nice event, thanking donors, and um, it was nice for them to give back. And you know, it, this was the statue was something that William and Harry did work on together for a long period of time. They got approval of the design and things like that. So they were, I guess it was like a start to finish thing. And, you know, William wanted to acknowledge him, which I think is the right thing to do. Yes, because the reports would have been even crazier if he hadn't acknowledged it. (laughs) Can't win. Can't win at all. No matter what you say or do. (laughs) All right. Well, Duchess Kate made a speech uh, during Addiction Awareness Week and emphasized the importance of empathy and compassion during treatment. Take a look at this. I fully support the Taking Action on Addiction campaign to improve awareness and understanding of addiction. The campaign will show us that not only do many people recover from addiction, they can go on to prosper. Yeah, she gave a, a like a, a few minute speech all about addiction awareness and how people should, you know, have some compassion when people are going through this treatment because you never really know what people are going through. 
Yeah, I think it's really great whenever the royals talk about removing taboos and shame from certain issues, because that is an area where they really can do a lot of good, like just to talk about it can can really benefit people a lot. So, you know, it's and we don't really hear from her that much. So anytime we hear from her and she had that bright red ensemble on, like people are going to pay attention. So that's cool. Yeah, it's definitely. And I loved, uh, yeah, I loved her ensemble. I loved her hair. She looks, she looks fantastic. All right. Well, let's move right along to the Prince of Wales and the Duchess of Cornwall. They will go on their first Royal tour, um, after two years and they, they were going to visit Jordan and Egypt next month, which is pretty cool. So yeah, this is the first time that they are going on an official Royal tour, um, since before the pandemic. Yeah. So like you said, they're going to Jordan and Egypt and the the focus is sort of on holy sites and interfaith events that will promote tolerance between different religions, which is something that Charles has been really passionate about for a while. You know, he's floated the idea that when the queen passes away, he would like to become head of all faiths in the UK instead of just head of the Church of England. Like he kind of wants to be more tolerant of all of the different religions and everything and make them all part of daily life life. Uh, so I guess this is a first step toward doing that. Pretty cool. I, I, that's pr- pretty interesting. And then he also made an appearance recently and um, he made a speech and was making some jokes in this speech too, which you don't really see his playful side all too often. Yeah. He made a very self-deprecating joke. He said, mm-hmm. I remember there were an enormous amount number of people trying to get in as they were waiting for me to get out. He was talking about an event that he had been at and he said, mm-hmm. story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Prince Charles knows that everybody wants Prince William to be king. <laughs> oh, uh, it's sometimes when he tries to be self-deprecating, it just comes across. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So probably not the best joke, but, you know, got got a few laughs out of people, I'm sure. Yes, All right. Well, right. Duchess Meghan penned an open letter to Congress discussing paid family leave, arguing that no family should have to choose between earning a living and having the freedom to take care of their child. Um, she, you know, she opened up a little bit about her own experience being a mom of two and saying, you know, that even though that they are in a, a place of privilege, n- not everybody can afford to take three months off and and not have an income. Right. Um, And she wrote the letter to Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer Mm -hmm. because, you know, in Congress right now, they're talking about that. And I mean, she didn't refer to the UK specifically, but the UK and most of Europe already has these laws in place. It's Mm -hmm. like crazy that the U.S., doesn't have anything in writing about this. So insane. It really is. It really is. But a lot of people over here are actually taking issue with the fact that she is sort of trying to quote unquote influence politics and using stationery with her title on it. Um, And it is a little bit of like a slippery slope, but you know, she is just writing as a concerned citizen. She lives in California. Nancy Mm -hmm. Pelosi is a California Senator. So you know, whatever. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, you know, she knows firsthand what it's like. She took a maternity leave, but yes, you said a lot of, a lot of places over in Europe have a great family leave system in place where the U S doesn't, I mean, as a mom of two, I mean, we're still working from home, which is really nice. But when I had my first daughter and I had to go back after 12 weeks, a lot of people don't even have 12 weeks, which is uh, crazy, but you're, you're not even ready to go back like physically, emotionally. It's a, it's a lot. 
Yeah, it's it's absurd. It shouldn't be. There should be no mom or dad even on the planet that has to do that. It's it's crazy. It is crazy. But all right. Well, now it is time to spill the royalty. And I love this. Adele weighed in on whether she is Team Harry or Team William. So, Molly, what side does she fall on? She drew out her answer a little. She she kept us in suspense. It was in a 73 questions video for Vogue. Mm -hmm. But she confessed that she is a Prince Harry girl. (laughs) She is. And yeah, I guess it's not that surprising because she also moved to California from Mm -hmm. the UK. I think they probably have hung out, wouldn't you say? I would think so. I mean, she has talked about in the past that she had a a crush on Prince Harry. And um, when Harry married uh, Meghan, she posted a selfie uh, on Instagram, you know, congratulating them and saying how Princess Diana would be so proud. So it seems like she's been in Harry's corner for quite some time. Absolutely. And I think they're both friends with James Corden. So I think I'm sure there's been a dinner party or two. I would love to be a fly on the wall at that dinner party. Yeah. Um, Well, it appears that um, Duchess Catherine and Prince William will be making a trip to the U.S. in 2022 for the second annual Earthshot Awards. This is pretty cool. It seems like they are going to take the award show um, overseas. Yeah, this is going to be really interesting, obviously, because Meghan and Harry live in the U.S. now. So everyone's going to be wondering, will they be involved or will they, Mm. you know, stay separated the whole time? Um, What do you what do you think? Do you think that they'll? I think it would be a great opportunity for them to kind of come together and, you know, and bring light to a cause that both are probably super passionate about. And I think it would make for a really great moment. Um, But who knows if that will happen? Like you said, if Harry and Meghan show up, then all the attention is on them and not on what the award show is really about. But hopefully by that time, the dust will settle a little bit more and they can kind of come together. If it doesn't, then the, you know, the chatter around it is going to be at a fever pitch. If oh. they can't get it together by next year to all work together on something, it's the, it, I, I just don't think they'll ever get it together. No, I don't think so either. And it's actually been a minute since uh, William and Kate were in the U.S. I think they haven't been here since 2014, right? Right. In 2014, they visited New York and they went all over the place. They actually hit a lot of the same spots, I think, that Meghan and Harry hit on their little mini tour mm-hmm. last month. Um you know, I remember LeBron James took a photo with them and got in trouble right. for putting his arms around them. And yes. it's like, this is America. We put our arms around people when we take pictures. Right. Sorry. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. And they met Jay-Z and Beyonce at the, um, I think it was a Knicks game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, that was such a fun little Royal tour, like lots of great photos and fun moments. So it'll be really great to see them go back into the U S again. Definitely. What can't wait to see where they take the earth shot awards. All right. Well, it is time to break down our Royal rules and to help us do that um, is author of Megan and the, and the unmasking of the monarchy, Andrew Morton, who we spoke to last week, but we had so much more uh, content to share with you guys that we wanted to give you part two of our conversation with Andrew. And he spoke about why he thinks princess Diana was the third wheel in Harry and Megan's marriage and what she, she would feel of their royal departure. Take a look. There were some discrepancies between, you know, the coverage around whether they wanted Prince Charles to give Archie a title or not, and whether that had anything to do with security. What was, how, what is the truth behind that? Before, before Archie was born, they made it perfectly clear that, that they didn't want a title for him because they would offer him or her because let the let the child decide whether they want a title or not, and 
there was this then then we get into the the whole business of whether um or not uh, a member of the royal family talked about the the color of the skin of of archium and whether that was graduated the darker the skin the less the protection and the, the less likely of getting a title there was, as they both were well aware of, no chance of getting a title until Prince Charles takes over because they're only given the title prince or princess if it's if you're the son or grandson or, uh, of, of the reigning sovereign. And he was, and Archie was a, the great grandson of the reigning sovereign. He could have taken the title the Earl of Dumbarton, which is uh, an honorary title. But they decided against that because they felt that the word dumb in the word Dumbarton would have been used as mockery when Archie went to school. Um, and again, it shows you their, their sensitivity to, to, to image, mm. which is something which, you know, somebody was saying to me the other day that they contacted Team Sussex and the first question they asked was, what, what pictures are you using? So, and that person thought, that's everything you need to know about the Sussexes. Yeah. Do you, I mean, you know, kind of jumping off that, do you see a difference in Harry now that he is in California and kind of, you know, rubbing elbows with these celebrities and being very picky choosy about, you know, the projects that they do have like this Netflix deal, this Spotify deal. I mean, do you think that they're well, just- I mean, they, they are now- on a on a global stage, known for their first names, you don't really think of them as the Duke and Duchess of Sussex anymore. You think about, about them as Meghan and Harry. They have got uh, a prodigious uh, address book, uh, which is probably half the reason why Netflix and Spotify sign them up. Um, I think that, as far as they're concerned, they're going to have to learn very quickly how to be. TV producers and learn how to pick the next next Squid Game. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So, I mean, so, so really, uh, uh, the, 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 they've got themselves a, a beautiful palace six, with sixteen bathrooms, probably more than the Queen has. A garden that Prince uh, Charles would be envious of. So they've got they're, they're leading a very. Um, opulent life mm-hmm. and they have uh, the a path laid down down for them by the obamas who have been very successful so far as as tv producers they're one of their uh, offerings won an emmy and i think that they would uh, like to go down that road you wrote that diana is the third wheel in harry and Meghan's marriage can you explain that yeah, I mean, uh, virtually, I don't think a day goes by where Harry doesn't either make a decision based on what happened to his mother or reflect on his mother. And, you know, the fact that they, they first of all flew to Canada and then down to the West Coast um, was down to Harry's desire to protect his wife and his, and his, and his son. And as he said... You know, he didn't want what happened to his mother to happen to his wife, and he 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 was fearful of that. I mean, 
there's no way that until he's reconciled to what happened to his mother, I think that the, the anger issues that he's faced and the um, the hostility that he has uh, to the to the media will never go away. Yeah. How do you think Diana would really feel about Harry's departure and the way that he's <clears throat> conducted himself since and the projects he's aligned himself with? Well, I think she'd be doing she'd be doing cartwheels. She'd be thrilled. I mean, I mean, she remember she was at her her zenith as an independent humanitarian who'd left the royal family. She left the royal family, and you know she was visiting Angola. She was visiting Croatia. She was uh, uh, you know going to glamorous events in New York. She was spending half her time in, in America and she was very focused on possibly living in America. And there was talk of her buying somewhere in Malibu. Um, so seeing that Harry has, has made him uh, himself and Meghan independent humanitarians, irrespective of what the palace might say, um, she would have, she would have um, uh, applauded that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, like he said, Princess Diana would definitely be in Harry and Meghan's corner through all this. Yeah, I, I, I would say so, too. I think she would be rooting on both of her sons and wanting them to make peace because they do both have very different roles in life. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think she understood that. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, moving on to our Royal History Moment of the Week, and we sat down with Shutterstock Royal Photographer Tim Rook, who told us the story behind one of the most talked about photographs of Queen Elizabeth. Take a look. I love your background because that's one of my favorite photos of the queen. <laughs> Do you remember like when you took that photo and um, did you realize like, oh my God, I'm sitting on uh, a royal family photo gold? <laughs> well, it, I mean, to be fair, I wasn't the only right. photographer that got it. Mm -hmm. um, it was the queen's, it was one of the jubilees uh, or maybe it was the queen's 90th birthday. Mm -hmm. Um, and the whole of the Mall, which is the road that leads up to Buckingham Palace, um, had been, it was filled with tables. They were going to have a big street party, mm -hmm. um, but it had been pouring with rain. So the Queen was just waiting and other members of the royal family were waiting before they came out. Um, and I, it wasn't me that spotted it to start with, but mm -hmm. someone saw someone fiddling with the curtains um, and we were miles away from it. Um, because actually, if you look at the the full picture, mm -hmm. it's got half of the front of uh, Buckingham Palace on it. Right. So it's obvious. I think actually, um, there's someone else appearing peering out the window from the next uh, from the next window. But obviously, I've cropped that out. Right. <laughs> I love it. So great. It's got to be so interesting to go back through like your camera lens when you get home and you're like, oh, my God, I just struck uh, royal photography gold and I'm going to have a, a photograph that's going to be talked about for quite some quite many years in, down the line. Right. I cannot imagine what that must be like. Yeah. It's so interesting. It really is. It really is. All right. Well, before we wrap up, before we wrap up, we have to check in on the royal kids and Prince William and Duchess Kate have taken the family on a bit of a holiday. 
Yes, this was so cute. They were photographed getting into the airport at the Windsor entrance, which is the VVIP entrance. It's named after them. I mean, imagine being a little kid and walking into the airport in the VVIP entrance that's named after your family. That's me. And it looks like they were going somewhere warm, right? Yeah, it looks like it. And, um, you know, they're on like the the kids are on. I I forget the name of the the break that they call it, but they're on like the half term break. So they get like a nice week off. And it's actually interesting. A lot of people were mentioning that usually royal families can't fly together, um, but it looks like they are kind of broke that royal family rule and we're all on a, a plane together. That's nice, I guess. It's yeah. a weird thing to think about. It's just like such it, a... It is a weird thing to think about. But yeah, so it seems like they're on holiday and hope that hopefully they're having a nice relaxing time. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Well, that is it for this week's episode of Royally Us. Molly, thank you so much again. And I wish you nothing but the best and can't wait to see where you take your podcast. I'm so excited to listen. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of our viewers and listeners. I have appreciated you guys so much, uh, even when you leave slightly trolly comments, because <laughs> we love a debate. <laughs> we definitely do. We definitely do. Well, Molly, thank you again. And uh, thank you guys so much for watching and commenting. Keep doing that. Keep subscribing. And we will see you next week for Royally Us. Bye, guys.